0: This is the Demand Excellence Podcast with Jonathan Guess, head football coach of the Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the south side of Atlanta. Coach Guess is the author of the book, Demand Excellence, on and off the field. The goal of the Demand Excellence Podcast is to encourage, equip, and entertain Christian leaders and coaches across the world.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. I'm here with Josh Alexander. He's the head football coach at Athens Academy, and he uh, was one of the fastest high school football coaches ever to reach 50 wins. He did it as fast as anybody else, and – um, you know i 've had to play against him a few times, and I know that he 's a tremendous coach and does a tremendous job and so just want to sit down with him and talk with him how he 's built this program and how he has had success so fast and so Josh, for the listener out there, talk about your background and your path to Athens Academy so we know a little bit about you as we start talking
0: football okay I- went to the University of Georgia and um and lived here in Athens pretty much my entire from I guess I was eighteen years old till now I'm forty three years old. So I've lived here longer than anywhere Um and so I decided to coach at Clark Middle School here in um Athens and I was actually a business major at the University of Georgia and thought that's what I wanted to do and um coach Steve Brooks, who was one of my mentors, asked me to come help the middle school team and that led into one thing after another. And that's just what I decided to do. I felt like that was the calling that, you know, that this is something that I really enjoy, something I can give back. Um, Football has been one of those things in my life that has been a major, major part, you know, in my life. And and my dad coached me and it was just one of those things that I, once I got involved with it, I realized, man, this is, this is a lot of fun. It it gives back to me, you know, it's a way for me to give back, um, and so I coached at Clark Middle School, and then the year after that, Coach Brooks asked me to come up and coach the running backs at Clark Central High School, um, and that was right after the Coach Henderson's era in 95, so 97, 98, I was at Clark Central and graduated from the University of Georgia and worked there for a year after that, and then went to Washington Wilkes, which was a place that I, I thoroughly enjoyed, some of my favorite kids you know, in the, in the 20 years I've been coaching. Uh, learned a lot there and worked for a great man, Russell Morgan, and then left there with to Partview High School. Um, Parkview had just played for their fourth state championship. Um, and it was one of those things, you know, as as a young coach, you figure out, hey, I want to be like this guy or I want to learn how he built this program or how he goes about his business on a day-to-day basis. And and Coach Flo was one of those guys because at the time they just won – uh 47 straight and you know and it was one of those things as a young coach you you look around and say hey let's, this is what I want to do you know and and they're doing it better than anyone so why not go learn it from them and so coach Brooks Steve Brooks was working there at the time and that's how I got a job there and um I spent 5 years there working for coach Flo who um has been really really good to me in my career and my family and um just a guy that I respect the utmost and and just love him And then I left there and went to Archer high school and helped another mentor of mine that who built Archer, Andy Dyer. Um, And that was a lot of fun because I got to see the side of, uh, you know, starting a new school and, and I actually got to call the plays and I was offensive coordinator. And so as a young guy, you know, that was a great stepping stone, especially in in Inglanette County where to me is probably the best football in the state of Georgia, not the Southeast. And to get your, Get to cut your teeth every Friday on, in doing that. You know, it's. I think it really made me a better coach, and being around those guys and learn how to work, and um you know, and that was important to me. Just being around older men and and seeing how they went about their day. You know, because you know, as a young coach, you sort of got to figure things out, and and then from there, we played for it in fourteen and lost to Colquitt County and Archer. And I was not really wanting to be a head coach. We thought we could win it in 15. Uh, And so I was really excited about that because the group was coming back. And um, my wife said, hey, Josh, you know that uh, the Athens Academy job is open. And I was like, yeah, that's really neat. That's not what I want to do. And then about a week later, she said, hey, Josh, you know, the Athens Academy job is open. And that'd be a really cool place for our girls to go to school. I said, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, That's not what I really want to do. So long story short, you see where I'm at right now that's right and who dominated right. that conversation <laughs> and so uh no I was blessed uh and in being put in this position because I get to be around good people and coach good kids and um it's just been a lot of fun I I I would say to getting to this point it has been a lot a lot of other people pouring into me and um me just copying a lot of people and uh and I've had great mentors that were older men that I still lean on at times. So it's it's been a lot of fun and a, and a blessing because it, I get to be around great people every day and do something that everybody loves and, and looks up to. And I'm not digging ditches and not serving tables and those are great jobs. But I get to I get to serve kids every day and that's a lot of fun.
1: So coach, so you so you know you go from Archer, so you take the Athens Academy job after your wife made you. And, um, so, but you get there and you got to kind of turn things around a little bit, you know, so really your time there at Archer and building that program probably kind of helped you a little bit, but obviously the dynamics being different, you go from a 7A school, might've been 6A back then, but all the way down to a single A school. What, what are some, um, challenges that you had that you had to overcome at Athens
0: Academy? Uh oh, well it's always the numbers game, whether it's single eight, you know, A football or seven A football, you know, it's just a different beast. Um, fundraising's different. Uh, you know, I'm at a private school now, fundraising's handled a little differently. Uh when you're when you're at a seven A school that's a public school, you have to serve a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of a lot of players, you know, and so fundraising's different. You know, and when I came on Athens Academy is such a great base. You know, I have a great athletic director who's super supportive and um, a head of school here that's supportive and parents that pour into this place. And so Athens Academy is a place that's always won. I mean, there's been ups and downs over the years, but uh, for the most part, they have won – you know, a lot of football games, you know, in 06 and I think 07, they were in the semis. And so Coach Gunn, who was here before me, just did an excellent job. He's really the one that built this thing. And so I came in and they they played, they had a four and six season or something like that. And um, there were 28 kids on the football team that spring practice. And, you know, I went from a group that had 180 on the team. Right. <laughs> you know, and so it was uh at times uh, just to quote my wife, the first game she came to, uh, we were scrimmaging up in Cobb County and she saw our team get off the field and she said, Man, I thought you brought me the soccer team with you. So um <laughs> she was used to see she she graduated from Brookwood High School. Yeah. I had been coaching at Parkview and Archer and so she'd seen that kind of football for many, many years and it's like, Well, we have definitely um stepped into something a little different. But football's football and our kids are um have really done a good job of growing and lifting and 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 taking this thing on and and not really running from it and they love hard work and so that's that's been the most fun of watching it grow and you know the one thing that i think just starting the program was we were going to build our first sport was going to be weight training it wasn't going to be baseball football basketball or any other thing it was going to be weight training i think any time an athletic department can can build the athletic department around the weight room. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of success in whatever it is everyone chooses to do.
1: So speaking of that, like, I know you do a great job in the weight room. Um, And honestly, you know, the difference between your, I think it's 2000, the difference between your 2017 team and 2018, just the way that they looked, you could tell like, man, okay, you could tell they'd been in the weight room for four years. It was that group. And, um, but did you learn a lot about the weight room? You know, you talked about being at Parkview. Was it the same there when Cecil Flo was there? I mean, was it the same philosophy?
0: Yes. Um, I got to work with some great coaches at View. in, uh, Coach Whitley, Mark Whitley was a, Is a very, very good friend of mine and, you know, to me, one of the best strength coaches in the state at the time. And, you know, you just got to really, as a young guy, see how he did it and just learn, you know, from teaching the lifts to doing it right, to keeping it safe, to nutrition, to – you know, at Athens Academy, we lift every morning at 630. People have early – people have, you know, mat drills. We do mat drills every day, you know, so
2: (laughs) –
0: Um, I love the guys that pick two weeks out of the year and say, we're going to get it tough, you know, so it's, um, we're going to do it every day. We take Wednesday mornings off. So that's, that I, I say every day, but it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at 630. And, um, and it's year round, no matter what sport they are in and our, our kids love it. And what we do is we bring them in, we lift them and we feed them right after that, you know, and Chick-fil-A and, and shakes and everything else so we're not only trying to win the weight room battle we're trying to win the nutrition battle with them too you know because it, we don't really know what they're eating when they leave us but we do know for at one time during the day they're getting a good meal yeah so, and that's what i saw in part more than anything was the way they fed their kids the way that you know the nutrition side of it. Preaching to them that how they've got to get sleep, how they've got to take care of their bodies. How it's a year-round thing. If you want to do something and do it well, you've got to you've got to feel good while you do it. You have got to be strong while you do it.
1: Let me ask you this: um, how do you how do you fund that? So you feed them every single day. Do does the parents kind of like put money in a pot? How do you fund that?
0: The parents pay for it. Just through the school accounts, so a kid punches in his number and it's just like he's eating breakfast. if he was at a at a dining hall at University of Georgia, you know that's exactly how it happens so yeah. um whatever they want they get
1: yeah that's pretty good so let's let's shift gears to talk about football um you know, I know you're an offensive guy, and one of the challenges when you play a team that you've coached at Athens Academy is. All the formations and shifts that you use—you're extremely physical uh, in your your offense. So I find it extremely complicated. Just talk about your philosophy offensively as a head coach and some things that you do that that you think are critical to offensive success.
0: You know, when when I started out, I I'd heard Coach Flo say, you know, don't ever get Built into an offense where it's offense in a box, and one thing that we really try to do or pride ourselves in is is being a little different than everybody else. Um, I would say when RPOs and those type of things became really popular in like 2010, 2011, that's what we we decided to do, and I felt like we were on the front end of that at Archer, which helped us tremendously. So we went all over the country just sort of learning that that type of offense. And then as you know, now it's 2019, 2020 where guys, that's what they do. Um, it's H back, it's spread, it's three by one, it's two by two. And so we decided, or I decided, we're going to try to go the other way away from that stuff. Cause that's what we defend every week. Um, so how do we get to a point? And I ask my staff this all the time, how do we get to a point to where we can be different than anybody that we play um, and what makes us different? You know, and so I think football it goes in, it goes full circle at times. You know, you can see just watching the Super Bowl that there were finally t- two teams that had fullbacks and tight ends. I mean, both teams had great tight ends, and both teams had great fullbacks. You know, and so you look at the teams that won it this year. You guys who went run the football better than anybody in the state. Irwin County runs the football in better than anybody in the state go to the next one dublin runs it better than anybody in the state blessed trinity runs it and so that is always going to be the base of what we do is we're going to run the football and we're going to have we're going to be two back play action and um just try to pressure the defense as much as we can and not let the defense stick their cleats in the dirt and get set and read and react and we want to make them move too you know and then and then Early on, you know, we were a tempo where we could go fast, um, slow it down if we wanted to. And, and I, I really enjoyed learning that. I've never wanted to be a team that just goes fast all the time, especially not in a single eight environment where we have a lot of kids who play both ways. We just felt like we would, we would run our legs out from under us. But we've always wanted to be balanced um, and find things that were misdirection um, off of what we do well. Um, and stretch the field vertically and horizontally, you know, and some of that stuff sounds cliche, but if we could if we could pick two things we want to run the football well and throw play action vertical off of it and some type of option built in it also so um if you watch the teams that it, that are that are playing really good football right now that it 's very multiple, and i 'd say that 's what we are
1: yeah, no question um, what about your uh defense, it seems like I always talk to an offensive coach every single week because I'm an offensive coach, and one thing that I had to learn is my defense has to match who I am from a personality standpoint um so I can believe in it doesn't mean I have to call it or anything like that, but you know, and I know you have a great defensive coordinator but but what is your uh overall defensive philosophy and I guess as a head coach, how do you make that work with your defensive coordinator?
0: Yeah, when I came to Athens Academy, nobody had ever run this defense. And then Coach Martin, who's our defensive coordinator, had never run it. And so what we had done is um, this is all we had run, you know, the last few years, especially at Archer, and we played really good football on on the defensive side. Coach Bridges does a great job. And so what I did is what I'd like to do because I felt like, we could be multiple. It gives you a defense we are a three-five-three, and it's a defense that we could figure like, especially at this level, we're not just going to see all the time of, you know, spread football. In 7A, we saw it every week. It was spread um, week one, spread week two, spread week three. And I, I know in 14, we did not play a team. Maybe Brookwood did a couple of times, but they even got under center. And so we felt like Coming into this, the 3-5 gave us the best option to being what we could be week in and week out because we knew we were going to see the wing tee. We knew we were going to play the option um, with Commerce and some of those teams. So how can we scheme up the best scheme against all the multiple offenses we're going to see week in and week out, you know, and you've, you've also got to be able to defend you guys and defend spread teams, you know, that that do it really well. And that has got a good quarterback or just throws the ball really well. And so I think you have to be multiple on defense, just like, just like we are on offense. Um, we figure that we're going to just play a couple of coverages and get, get really good at those things. And, and we try to build the offense just straight back. I mean, the defense straight back through the line. Um, Meaning the mic, the safety, and the two corners, and what we wanted, what we want to, we go a little a, a little different with our three-five than a lot of people do because we we are going to find two corners that are really good. Um, we felt like if we could, if we had rangy corners or corners that could run, we could do a lot in this defense. And then a safety, our safety, it, we sort of cho- treat as another linebacker, you know, and so that's sort of how we go about it. We just want to be physical and just like every defense wants to and be disciplined and tough and, um, control what we can control, you know, and, um, be able to defend everything we see. Talk
1: about how you, um, you know, so we know your offense, we know your defense talk about special teams, um, and and how you make that mess with your offense and your defense and how you practice it.
0: Yeah. Um, something that we've started doing in the last few years is the way we practice. We may not be a, a tempo team, but our practice is like a tempo team. Um, and what I mean by that is, is a lot of stuff on air, a lot of stuff moving fast, a lot of stuff moving hash to hash, um, you know, finding landmines in the field of just what we want to do in certain areas. And, but we sort of treat special teams the same way. Uh, I coach the special teams uh, and it's something that I just sort of have fun with, but we all, we want to be multiple on special teams and invest into special teams. I think a lot of people just miss the boat completely, especially at our level, because it's time consuming. Uh You get a guy that wants to do the offense. You get a guy that wants to do the defense. If the head coach is involved in the offense, you know what you're about to spend a lot of time on um, is the offense. the head coach is involved in the defense, you know what you're about to spend a lot of time in, the defense. And so I know that if I do the special teams, it'll be important. We play our best players. Uh, We want to put athletes out there. And one of the goals we try to do is uh, every week is try to find points on special teams and we talk about that you know how where are we going to find points on special teams whether it's a return kick where it's a block kick whether it's go for two when it's unexpected most people choose to go for two when it's late we want to choose to go for two when it's early especially against good teams because if you can make it eight nothing 16 7 you know it's a different ball game so I just think we try to coach special teams where it's outside the box whether it's shifts movements motions and make people get ready for that you know and our cover teams stay simple on our cover teams so that we can do those things and then instill points where where you can steal points such as x-point field goal shifts formations you know and and some of that type of thing where there's different returns on punt returns or blocks on punts you know and that sort of thing that's and have fun with it our kids our kids when i came here and I've been part of teams that people would be like oh man i've got to, I've got to play special teams uh our kids want to play special teams because we do a, we do a good job of making it important and having fun with it and that sort of thing and so in practice, what we do is we practice it just like a tempo offense is we're in and out of it. we have a period called boom period where it's all special teams on air every day um It'll be a different situation, but we hit every special team every day, and then we'll have a special teams period where Monday will be cover days, Tuesday will be return days, and then on Wednesdays everything's scripted. Um, certain areas of the field, different situations. I mean, even on Wednesdays we practice a fight if a fight breaks out. So I mean, it's just everything that we can do to put them in a put them in a situation that could that could come about on a Friday and we do the same thing on special teams.
1: Coach talk about real quick. I mean, I know you and I talked about it, um, how you started bringing the kids in on Sunday because of your time constraints that you have that you can allow to practice on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And, and talk about the advantages uh, of that.
0: I felt like, we have four thirty to six thirty every day because every every one of our kids either is required or they do go to a tutorial afterwards um, from three twenty to about four o'clock every day um, and so which I like they you know it's sort of a mandatory thing for our kids to go do. Then we'll start practice at four thirty to six thirty which only gives us two hours a day to practice you know and if you want to do a lot of stuff, you've got to have a lot of time. so what we figured out was on Sundays, we come in 4 to 5.30, and we just walk through for an hour and a half. I always promise them I won't bring you in on Sundays. I'm not going to lift you. I won't bring you in on Sundays. I'm not going to run you. Um, what I want is just your time. Wear your church clothes. Wear your street clothes. Whatever it is you have on, and just come listen. So we'll sp- spend a little time on Friday night's film. We'll make about a 20 to 30 play little cut-up to show them offensively, defensively, special teams, and then we'll go right into walkthrough. We won't even walk, watch film on the opponent. It's just straight into game planning, which means by 4 o'clock on Sunday, the game plan is in um, or is about to go in. And, and it's really, really – so when we go out there on Monday, we've already got an hour and a half of practice under us. Yeah. And so we felt like it really gives us an advantage to where we can do a little more. Um, it's hard to get them to move if they don't rehearse it you know when I first came here we started we practiced practice um, and so on Sundays, it allows us to hit the field on Monday to be ready to go where you know scout teams already knows what they're what they have who's on the scout team who has the jerseys on. And so everything's done on Sunday. You can take your time running through it. It's everybody's hair's not on fire. Um, Coaches can look at it, talk about it. And and it's just one of those things that we felt like, Hey man, this is our time that we can sit here, talk about it, look at it, make sure it's right. If we don't like it, then you can soak on it for about 24 hours. And, uh, and that's what Sunday is for us. A lot of people choose Sundays. I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to get the soreness out or I'm going to show them game film from Friday Our main thing is on Sunday is to get the game plan in for the next Friday.
1: That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. All right, Coach, um, tell me five things, and maybe you don't have five. You might have more than five. You know, you're a successful coach. You do a great job. What are some things, five things that are just essential things about you that you think – are critical in your success
0: i think you know anytime if you start with with an individual you got to look at how why he why is jonathan guess jonathan guess i guarantee you, you investigate a little bit and he has a great mother and father or he has somebody in his life that's really poured into him and that, that's what i have i've had two i have two really good parents that were loving and supportive and um and whatever i wanted to do you know my dad was a butcher and my mom worked at a daycare center. So it's not one of those things that we were we were money we were printing money by any means. But I, you know, my dad would tell me, son, if you want to go to med school, I'll pay for it. And so I've had that great support with parents. Uh, you know, and then I, I came on to Athens Academy And this place has great administrators. I mean, it has good players. Um, And what we do have, and I think that you've got to have in a program, is good facilities and great equipment on your players, you know, and a wife that supports you and great coaches. We have not lost a coach since I've been here. Wow. There's been 10 of us, yeah, um, and not one has left. So it's been the same staff. Um, and I think that says a lot about our school and our in our environment. You know, you can look around to whether it's pro college or high school, and you can look right here in our backyard. And there's a lot of people leaving, and I don't know why. Um, but we, our guys like working here. They like working with our kids, and um, you know. And so I think. If you had to go a little deeper into this thing, I've had great coaches in my life that, that have poured into me and showed me, you know, hey, if you want Josh, if you want to be a head coach, you got to learn how to change a face mask faster than anybody on the team. You've got to make the best Powerade. You've got to learn how to run a weight room. You've got to learn how to fix equipment. You've got to know how to paint a field. And that's everything we do. You know, it's, everybody wants to be a head coach until you got to deal with mean parents, a mean mama, paint a field and try to win the game and so it's uh, we do it all you know and just like you do and everybody else does in the state And there's no woe as me because it's a blessing to get to do it every day that's right
1: coach what is uh, last question what's a big dream goal for you um, just in your life football wise anyways
0: um, you know I, I really like what I do now um, I would, I have no interest in leaving this place. Uh, a lot of people, I like saying that up front. A lot of people say, I want to go do this or my dream is to go coach at a bigger school or my dream is to coach uh, at a college. Or, you know, I, it's a great place to be. My ultimate dream without sounding too cliche with everything is just, you know, I would like to win a state championship. It just happens to be the guy on the other end of this phone just hasn't allowed us to do that in three straight years. So, um <laughs> I'm supposed to laugh at that one. But it's a but uh, dream of mine would be to win a state championship, in, you know, with a good group of kids and parents because they, they, they really want it. We want it. They've poured into it. And, um, you know, that's what I want to do. I don't have a dream to go be a head coach at Southern Cal or anything like that. It's just, try to be the best coach I can every day with, with where I'm at.
1: Well, you certainly are a great coach. And I appreciate you having this conversation with me. And I know it'll be beneficial for a lot of people. Um, and if people don't know you, they need to get to know you and kind of watch what you do because it is, uh is, you, you're really good. So, um, but coach, I always end uh, praying for the coach if you don't mind.
0: Yes, I would love that.
1: All right, let's pray. Lord, we come before you today. just so want to praise and thank you for loving us. Praise and thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, I praise and thank you for Coach Alexander and everything that uh, he represents. And Lord, just his talk about serving kids each and every day and how he sees that as a blessing. Lord, I pray that all of us coaches would have that mindset. And I just pray that you would continue to bless him and what he's doing there at Athens Academy, that he would continue to shine as a light for you. Uh, Lord, that um, you would bless his family and uh, just everything that he does, Lord. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, amen. I appreciate it. Coach, thank you for all you do, man. This was awesome. Yes, sir. All right, man. Have a good one.
2: He's our response. Good news for the captive. Good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter.